Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. We are getting into our second show of second year breakout players in 2020 this time the defensive side of the ball Matt we hit the offense yesterday um, but there is some offensive players in the news in the NFL that we do have to mention before we jump into second year breakout defensive players and that is that the Philadelphia Eagles have lost guard Brandon Brooks for the entire season huge I mean Torres Achilles and I didn't see exactly how he did it this time of year it kind of raises a question you know how how did that occur but no matter what doesn't really matter he's frankly maybe the best guard in the league I mean I mean uh, that sounds extreme and maybe there's a little shock value there by me but he's definitely a top five guy um, a very good offensive line a team that I'm extremely high on this is a blow I mean it's absolutely a hard thing to overcome. I mean, a guy like Wisniewski, they've moved on from. I mean, like they could use a guy like that is my point. It's some kind of yeah. journeyman to fill in the blanks and maybe they'll go find them. And they're fortunate enough that they don't have to line up and play this week or next week. There's plenty of time to find an answer, but it's not going to be a positive situation. He's a really good player. It said he was working out at the Eagles facility, which is something I oh, don't wow. think players were allowed to do right now. Just another weird yeah. wrinkle in this. I don't know. Maybe I missed something about that. But um, and so Jason Peters is somebody they had kicked the tires on a long time. Philadelphia Eagle. He was replaced at left tackle by Andre Dillard. They could bring back Jason Peters, I guess. Uh, shuffle things around. Maybe see if Peters yeah. would. I, I doubt Peters would sign to not play left tackle. Do you move Dillard inside? I don't think he played extremely well there uh, in some limited time last year inside. So. Um, I don't know if he's a here's another name actually for you, Kyle Long. And Kyle Long was ah, in the news good, good. over the weekend, too, because uh, somebody tweeted at Kyle Long said Bears still need a right guard. Kyle, come back. Prove in training camp you are healthy and you are by the by far the top option. And it's not even close. Kyle quote tweeted that from a fan and said, I would wait for a new staff. <laughs> so putting the Bears wow. coaching staff on notice, if you're wondering why. Kyle Long hasn't come out of retirement. So maybe <laughs> Kyle Long will play for a different coaching staff in Philadelphia. I don't know what his uh, status is. I don't think his rights are in a place where he could just go sign with anybody. So I think it might be the Bears or nothing unless the Bears let him out of his contract. There's certainly an aggressive organization, the Eagles, and it's a place that the players want to go to. I think they're considered one of the more desirable destinations in the league, unlike Chicago, apparently. Um, they also used a fourth-round pick on Jack Driscoll. I forgot about that. But um, they're not awful options, I mean, I guess, as we stand here in the middle of June. But that's bad news. I mean, unfortunately, I say this all the time, that pretty much after the draft, most things you hear about your team are going to be bad. And this is kind of the first one we've heard. Jack Driscoll, good point. I forgot about him. He could play right guard, and I think he will move inside. Played right tackle at Auburn last year. Uh, that could be an option. Doug Peterson said they'll be looking at in-house options. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that goes. But it's a big loss when you lose one of your best players. Yeah, without a doubt. And again, it's a team I'm really high on. Uh, this is a blow that'll be tough to overcome without question. A little bit of news inside the NFC East, though, too. Zeke Elliott. How about that? Yes, yeah. Zeke Elliott testing positive for coronavirus. Apparently somebody in the Houston Texans organization might also have it player-wise. So uh, players are going to be testing positive positive. 
And this is where things get a little bit dicey with reopening things up because they're going to be around other players. How do you keep other players away from them? How do you contain something if one guy has it? Uh, they said there's maybe a, a swab test that they're possibly going to have in time for training camp to be able to test everybody every day. It, there, there's some things that could definitely get dicey when it comes to this and actual players on the field when everybody gets together. And uh, when when you start to see players testing positive for it, and I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a health risk right now for Zeke Elliott, but it's going to happen with players. So how, how do you... Man, how do you adjust for this? And I wonder how teams will try to combat that. I've heard strategies that the first string and second string offensive lines, because they're so close to each other all the time, won't practice together. So if, if, if potentially the whole line gets it, they'll have the second group that is not by the first group that is and they don't practice at the same time. So they'll be able to jump in there and play. Um, will teams keep extra quarterbacks? I mean, if a quarterback gets it, that's really it screws an entire organization. Yeah, a lot to unpeel there. And I even heard Bruce Arians saying, I think it was last week, that they're exploring the options of almost treating it like the president and vice president should ever be on a plane together. Like, keep our backup quarterback in a different building than our starter all the time, you know? And Tampa's not the best example of that. Maybe a team like New Orleans would be where there's, you know, a strong backup. But, I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk COVID because I don't know crap about it to be very honest with it with you but i had a good friend that right when the pandemic started was diagnosed and he was sick for a few days and then he went and got tested and it was clear it was out of his system and he was like matt i feel like a superhero i go to work downtown there's no one around i can do whatever i want i can i can lick the doorknobs if i want i'm not gonna get sick you know i mean like i already had it and i wonder I hope Zeke's okay, first of all, but is this a good thing? You know, like if he gets this out of his system in a week, as most most healthy people do his age, will he be immune to get it going forward and we don't have to worry about Zeke missing time? So many questions with this, and that's yeah, I mean, why it's going to be um, it's going to be something that lingers. And yeah, and <laughs> Zeke's response to this report that shouldn't have been released, and, and that's another thing. There's probably players that we haven't heard about yet, and he's like, uh, HIPAA? Is this a privacy violation here? Uh, that was his response on Twitter to it, so really no other information other than he has tested positive, and some Houston Texans players have as well, which could be as many as one or two or five. I have no idea. So, yeah, yeah, definitely I mean, something you're, you're, to monitor. Team X has one player that has right. it. They never tell you who, but I don't know. How about some defensive breakout players for 2020? Second-year players that could take a huge jump in 2020 from the 2019 draft. Let's get into those next. One great reason to repair and maintain your cars yourself is to save money. You can use that money on other important things in your life, food, mortgage. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% markup for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? And wait while somebody looking at a screen that you can't see orders the parts on the computer for you, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, tail lamps. RockAuto.com has a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you at rockauto.com right now. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. 
Okay, Matt, I want to, and it, we took too much time. We talked about too many players on the offensive side of the ball. Let's focus in on the ones we really like to break out today. And I'm going to start on the defensive line. I think there's quite a few. In fact, that's the biggest group I have of breakout players in 2020s on the defensive line. And it was a really good defensive line class, edge rushers and interior. I'm going to start on the inside with Jeffrey Simmons, the 19th overall pick by the Tennessee Titans. He was coming off a torn ACL, fell in the draft. I would go as far as to say I think Simmons is a better prospect than all of the defensive tackles in the 2020 draft. The Titans were able to sit back at 19. They said uh, there, there was rumors that Simmons was going to fall. There was some off-field stuff, too. There was rumors that Simmons was going to fall all the way out of the first round last year. The Titans picked him at 19. He came in and pretty much dominated once he started to set foot on the football field for the Titans, and I expect him to be one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, a steal at pick 19, it looks like, for Tennessee. Yeah, I'm glad you're as excited about him as I am. He's number one on my list in terms of second-year breakouts. I if, if he would have been a clean prospect, I believe he'd have been a top six or seven pick last year. The Titans, you know, he had to wait a little bit, but it wasn't as long as a lot of us expected. They move on from Jarrell Casey this, this season, which tells you what they think of him. I think he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be a dominant player. I think we'll look back at this class and think, you know, he's maybe in the Bosa category of one of the best absolute defensive players in this entire draft class. Ed Oliver was the first interior defensive lineman. Buffalo took him at nine. I think he struggled. I mean, he didn't struggle. He had five sacks. He was not bad as a rookie. I expected a little bit more of just like he's too athletic for the guys that were blocking him. He didn't seem like that much of a problem. Any Thoughts about the first three defensive tackles before we move on to some edge guys. Uh, Ed Oliver, who went nine last year to Buffalo. Christian Wilkins in Miami. He, he was drafted 13th, and then Dexter Lawrence in New York. Well, you also skipped over Quinton Williams at three. Oh, I, mean, I totally missed Quinton Williams at the very top, <laughs> right, which is somebody who had uh, another rough rookie season. And, yeah, I mean, I've... Um, he was in my top tier of prospects. It was Bosa, then it was Quinn and Williams yeah. at the top for me, you know, not counting quarterbacks. Um, I was blown away how not dominant he was as a rookie, so there's got to be a lot to come with him. But now he's got off-field stuff and ran into some problems this year, and uh, I just don't know what to think about Quinn and Williams and the why. Why was he not playing as well as a rookie is the question I have. He was a really young prospect, so maybe just some maturation needs to happen there with him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure going to the Big Apple's a culture shock and all these type of things. He was behind Simmons on my list, and I'm with you, though. I'm not, like, putting my reputation on that he's going to break out. I just loved him coming out of Alabama. Nothing's really gone his way since he was drafted third overall, but I still have hope, and I think he's as pivotal as Sam Darnold almost to the Jets. You know, like, getting him on the right track and becoming what he possibly could be could really transform that team. I still have hope, but I'm with you. I, I don't feel strong that he's going to one way or another. Um, I didn't list the other defensive tackles who I don't dislike at all. You know, who you mentioned, Oliver, Wilkins, Lawrence. Lawrence, to me, was a very good player as a rookie, but people wouldn't know it or thought that he brought broke out because he's never going to be a double-digit sack guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's. I thought that he was the best player of that group in his rookie year but not everybody would know it. So I didn't really list him because in a way he broke out in the fashion his style of defensive tackle will. Yeah, and that's why Simmons is so exciting because he can bring yeah. the pass rush as well as being a monster guy. And he, he only had two sacks in his nine games that he ended up playing last year, but uh, pressures right away. I mean, pressuring the quarterback, uh, he's, he's going to be a problem. 
and not a ton of sleepers in this class. It was really top heavy. It was all those first round guys. And then, you know, I think maybe I would throw as an honorable mention at tackle a uh, Colin Saunders, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm, yeah, uh, I, I, like I, I do like out. him. I do like him a little bit. He's a really athletic big man. Uh, but not a ton of sleepers in this class. But the defensive end position is a big one. So let's jump into that one. And, okay. and some of my favorite prospects in this draft. Nick Bosa, number two overall. He was the best player in the draft last year. He's arrived already. His breakout is long gone. I expect him to be very good, just like his brother, for a very long time. I mean, he came into the league. It's really rare that you get a player that's that refined coming in and they can just be um, an elite level and across the board, looking at his sack production, his pressures, his PFF grades. I mean, he was elite across the board from week one. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, but looking down at the rest of this defensive end class, and I've got some stats here for you, and some really good speed type rushers in the 2019 draft, Josh Allen. And he, he gets talked about quite a bit and it's deservedly. So Uh, one of our friends here on the network, Benjamin Solak, who hosts the locked on NFL draft show had an interesting stat here. Brian Burns, who we, uh, who we barely talk about had a sack every 63.7 snaps. Josh Allen, who gets a ton of, I think there's a ton of conversation around Josh Allen for some reason. Uh, he had a sack every 60.4 snaps, so very close there. And I think Brian Burns is the one that I would throw out there first, who was the guy that, man, with his length and his growth and how he's gotten getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and now you have that monster defensive line, then you can't really double-team guys as much. I love what they're doing with that D-line under Matt Rule. In, uh, in Carolina now, they added... Yitzhak Grossmatos in the second round. They added Derek Brown in the first round to go with K1 Short and Brian Burns coming off the edge. So they have one of everything on that defensive line. I love that. Brian Burns, seven and a half sacks as a rookie. He only played 43% of the defensive snaps last year. That's going to jump up to 80%. I'm sure this year, Brian Burns is, is my number one edge. And maybe my number one breakout guy in this class. I really love Brian Burns. And to me, he stands out as a breakout because he's not getting talked about enough compared to all the other great edge players from that class. Yeah, I don't have much to add there, but I mean, I do think the Panthers D needs a lot of work, but that D line is highly intriguing for a lot of years to come. And Burns basically headlines that list. I mean, he's a speedball off the edge, very flexible. Um, you know, it brings a lot to the table. I actually didn't list him because I kind of felt like he broke out as a rookie. You know, he was very effective um, on a per snap basis, as you mentioned. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, I do think the best is yet to come. His his snap counts are going to go up. Uh, I like him a lot. And it, even going back to draft day last year, I was shocked that Josh Allen fell to the seventh pick. I mean, he's a big-time, thick, strong, athletic prospect. And I think if he'd have went to another team, he maybe even would have got more attention. Not that he would have beat out Bosa for Rookie of the Year or anything like that, but at least would have been realized that this guy is probably a future star in this league and they're probably going to move on from Ndokwe in some way, shape, or form. So I think both Allen and Burns have legit star, you know, multiple Pro Bowl type potential. Yeah, both uh, Allen and Burns. Burns falling to pick 16, I was surprised about because with that much juice coming off the edge, those guys don't fall. And that class was amazing. So some teams got lucky because uh, I don't think Brian Burns would have fallen to 16 in this year's class because he would have been clearly the the number two defensive end and and edge pass rusher too. And he might have gone top five. I mean, I I probably would have drafted him with the New York Giants fourth pick if, if Brian Burns was in this class. That's how much I liked him coming out. And that's not to say any of these other first round guys could also break out Cleveland Farrell. 
you know, only four and a half sacks, but I, that's he's not going to be the a massive sack collector. He's just going to no. be a solid guy across the board. Montez Sweat, a ton of potential there, and, and he had a nice rookie season as well. He has some company now. Uh, they have a, a nice group of uh, edge guys there in Washington. Definitely some players overdrafted. You go down here into round three, though, Chase Winovich. I talked about Brian Burns and Josh Allen and their uh, snap count, so their, their per-snap basis sacks. Chase Winovich's was actually better. Winovich had a sack every 52.5 snaps as a rookie, which is not bad. And I, I think he flashed a little bit, but I don't think people realize how good of a, a draft uh, or how good of a rookie year Chase Winovich had after being drafted by the New England Patriots last year. And a very Rob Ninkovich sort of a mold, can play in a multiple front for New England. Chase Winovich, a player I really like for New England. I think they got themselves a pretty good one. He had five and a half sacks last year. Uh, I think we'll see even more this year and to come with Chase Winovich in New England. Yeah, great point. Um, I think he may have a better career than Rashawn Gary out of Michigan, who I, we we didn't yeah. mention the first round, but right. I thought he was overdrafted at the time. I'm still not a fan. I mean, Winovich looks like him and Belichick will be together for the next 10 years, and he'll play a lot of snaps and do a lot of things well. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, that's a great call. There were two other defensive line names, and we don't need to harp on them, but I think Kamoko Ture and defensive tackle, I wanted to mention before, Tristan Hill with the Cowboys, are two guys I still have some hope for that didn't do much at all as a rookie that could become a little bit more household names as they, as they mature. Max Crosby is a name that should be mentioned, but his breakout Again, already yeah, happened last year. He's already good. Yeah, he had 10 sacks as a fourth-round right. pick. I mean, slam dunk. You can be mad about Cleveland Farrell, but if they got a culture guy in round one, uh, someone who's really solid against the run and can be a very good player, a foundational piece for a long time under defensive line. And look, you still have to defend the run in the NFL, right? You can't just draft all speed rushers on your defensive line. Then you get Max Crosby in round four, who is that speedier, longer, limber, edge prototype guy that can get after the quarterback. Had 10 sacks as a rookie. Yeah, he actually had more sacks than Nick Bosa. So I love that tandem for a long time in Oakland, Max Crosby. Well, I want to say his name because people will be like, hey, you left out Max Crosby. Now, nah, he already broke out. Yeah, we didn't skip him. He's you know he's a bird. <laughs> he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez, I think, could get a little bit more run this year. Yeah, third maybe. rounder, late third rounder for the New York Giants. I'm not going to put the breakout tag on him. But, um, man, I just look at this Chase Winovich pick because it was like, as soon as he got picked, it's like, Oh, yes, of course. Like, that is the most New England player in this draft, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're like the perfect fit. I mean, I, I think that'll work out extremely well. I mean, I like that, that one quite a bit. Good call. Let's move on to linebackers and then defensive backs. Um, let's, yeah, let's, let, let's get into linebackers next. I think there's a couple of guys I want to mention there and then maybe a few more defensive backs that I think have a, a better shot because it takes a little time for defensive backs sometimes in the NFL. Sure. We'll get to those next. You guys thought that there was a great deal at Built Bar getting 10% off with promo code locked on at BuiltBar.com. Well, now there is an even better deal. Up to 50% off everything this week. You buy one box of Built Bars, 15% off. Two boxes, 30%. Four more boxes, get 50% off your order at Built Bar with 100% profits from 8 million bars sold going to charity. Donated to organizations that support education, poverty, and ending hate and racism in America. So go to BuiltBar.com, get up to 50% off a box of 
German chocolate cake flavored built bars, peanut butter brownie, toffee almond. Get a mixture. Get your uh, build your own box of built bars at builtbar.com. You can use promo code locked on when you're there. A protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, high protein, low sugar, high fiber, up to 50% off at builtbar.com. All right, so let's work our way backwards here, Matt, and let's go to linebackers. Do you have any people at linebacker? There's that kid in uh, in <laughs> in Pittsburgh, Devin Bush, the the number ten overall pick. They traded up to get him. He flashed early. What do you expect from Bush next year? Is he on your list of breakout guys? Yeah, both Devins, you know, Bush and White. I think have to headline this list. They were the two best linebackers in this class. Um, White started kind of slow, but looked like to get his feet under him. I think he's going to be an instrumental piece that le- that learns from David and is protected well from that D-line. I think the arrow is very much putting up on him. I'm obviously a lot more familiar with Bush, who got thrown to Lions, really. I mean, and, and looked like he the speed of the game and things were a little overwhelming for him, but for most part, passed every test with flying colors. One thing that um, is a PFF note on Bush, which definitely holds up when you watch tape, is he played a lot of man coverage at Michigan and did that well for the Steelers in his first year, but looked a little lost, you know, dropping into zones and picking up guys. But I think he, I mean, I've talked to him. He's a great kid. He's really smart. I'm sure he'll have the green dot and be the the quarterback of the defense for years to come. Um, So I think I have high hopes for both the Devon linebackers, a lot of athletic ability with those two. I'm looking at this list, and the one that jumps out to me, it's just like a, a blinking light is the Ja'Kai Polite. This is a linebacker here, sort of an outside stand-up pass rusher, drafted by the Jets in round three. <laughs> Didn't make it through his first camp with the Jets. He's uh, He was on the practice squad for the Rams. We talked with Brad Motter a little bit about it. They have some hopes for him to make the team. It's unbelievable when somebody get, gets... Like, how do you make that big of a mistake in the draft that somebody doesn't even a third round pick can't make your team out of camp and just is is a zero pick? You can't be taking day two guys that are a complete zero like that. That one just jumps out to me. It's amazing seeing him on this list of players. Uh, But there's some other players with some high hopes, I think, coming into 2020. There was a big one for the 49ers, Dre Greenlaw. He doesn't have a clear path to 100% playing time because they spent big money on Quan Alexander, but Dre Greenlaw is a fifth-round pick last year, had some really big plays, worked his way into the lineup when Quan Alexander got hurt last year. I think it's going to be Dre Greenlaw right next to Fred Warner for a very long time in San Francisco. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get this year, but essentially he played so well that it's going to push Quan Alexander out of town, and they're not going to have to pay Quan Alexander after this year all the money he's getting because Dre Greenlaw is that good, that 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 new school linebacker, undersized, former safety in college, can cover, can run and hit, very athletic. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, another fifth-round steal for the 49ers. They've been pretty good in that range of the draft so far since John Lynch took over. So Dre Greenlaw is going to make my list here. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, and I've got about five linebacker names. Greenlaw is one of them that I bet our audience doesn't know that were you know, day three type picks that – at least flashed or, you know, like you mentioned with Greenlaw, made serious impacts early on in their career. And I think there's a better chance they're going to be foundational players than might some might realize. I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. And if you have any thoughts on them, great. Uh, the Chargers, I think, got a really good one in Drew Tranquil. I, I, I like him a lot. And I think they'll pair him with Kenneth Murray for years to come. Both of them can run. Mac Wilson was a name people knew and probably were shocked that he fell 
to the Browns as late as he did, but he's a really good space player, coverage, linebacker, ball skills. Um, TJ Edwards is a really late pick from the Eagles. Did a lot, especially in coverage. They don't really value that position, but if they can have a cheap starter for five years or whatever, four years at least, maybe eight, who knows? Uh, Edwards might be that guy. And then a little Steeler sleeper is Ulysses Gilbert is a guy I love. The, I, he really is a good athlete. Um, I have a feeling, I mean, I'm kind of going on a limb there, that he's going to pair with Bush for years. Had a really good preseason, but we didn't really see much from him in the regular season. So a lot of those guys kind of in the same mold, modern-day linebackers, value picks. I mean, obviously a lot of special teams qualities there too. Yeah, I want to reiterate the Mac Wilson one. I don't know why yeah. Mac Wilson fell in the draft, but it was pretty either. clear that he earned a starting job right away. Strong side linebacker can cover a little bit. He has size and range. Um, maybe he wasn't good in interviews. I'm not sure, but he he played I early. I kind of heard that. Okay, but, uh, yeah, that would, that would start to make some sense because for his physical ability and how good he played as a rookie with um, with Cleveland, Mac Wilson should be a longtime starter. You get a guy like that in the fifth round. I mean, that's a that's a huge value. So I'm with you on the Mac Wilson call maybe he figured something out maybe it was overblown but uh, interesting that he fell to round five in the draft but some injury concerns too so when you get yeah you're not sure off the field uh, you're not sure injury wise guys can fall like a rock sometimes another name I want to throw out there from the Philadelphia Eagles is TJ Edwards linebacker and uh, PFF really loved him and he's one that jumps out with his grades he had an 86.6 overall grade as a rookie from pro football focus which is near elite level for PFF uh, a 90 is elite, and 86 is a, an amazing grade for a rookie to come in and, and play at. So, yeah, out of Wisconsin. And he might be a keeper. Yeah, yeah definitely a keeper. a keeper for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if you want to look at a team that drafts pretty darn well, I think you don't have to go too far, too much farther than the Philadelphia Eagles to see uh, just year after year, see them pluck really good players out of the draft. So props to the Eagles. TJ Edwards, my last breakout linebacker. Real quick, we didn't. I didn't get your thoughts on Bush and White. Are you still pretty optimistic about both? Oh yeah, I mean, just talent through the roof. Their athleticism. Yeah. There's no Absolutely. way. I mean, I just don't see any way. And I think Devin. I, it's tough because some linebackers, even though they have the ability to cover, it takes a while to develop the skill of coverage in the NFL. Because when you're so athletic and you're a player like that, and you can just run and hit, and things are made for you to succeed at the college level. Sometimes when a lot gets heaped on you as a rookie, it's a little bit more difficult. So I think working backwards sometimes can be a problem for linebackers, and I think we'll see those guys grow in that regard. I think White a little better than Bush as a rookie, but those guys are just too dynamic. They're they're instinctive. They're too athletic. Uh, I expect huge things, and we'll probably see multiple Pro Bowls for both White and Bush uh, long-term in the NFL. Yeah, big fan of both. Yeah, and to your point, it's just such a leap coverage-wise as those linebackers in terms of the way the quarterbacks manipulate you, the way the route designs, the offensive play callers, the schemes manipulate you, put you in conflict, the play action, the pre-snap motion. That stuff is a big, big adjustment. So when a rookie linebacker has some um, rookie-like moments in coverage, I don't really bat an eye. We got to get to these defensive backs here. I want to look at the top cornerbacks and uh, DeAndre Baker. It w- wasn't a great cornerback class in 2019. The first corner selected was 30 overall by the Giants, DeAndre Baker, and he's already in some legal hot water now. This off season, I liked Byron Murphy better. He was the second corner taken. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. So I really like a breakout coming for Byron Murphy, and there's a lot of breakout candidates for the Arizona Cardinals. Actually, when you just look at the entire 
roster. Uh, he was taken early in the third round, uh, actually the first pick in the or the first pick in the second round, thirty third overall. Byron Murphy, he's my first breakout cornerback, and then some uh, some sleepers in this class as well. Do you have any corners you're looking at in 2020? Murphy led my list, and uh, rookie corners always have a, a rough time. And if you're going to line up opposite Patrick Peterson, you're going to get a lot of targets, and especially as a rookie until you prove yourself otherwise. I still have high hopes. Some of that's true for Greedy Williams, too. Just you know, He's in a lineup opposite Ward. I didn't love him coming out of school, but I bet that he gets better and is more of a man coverage guy. Murphy's more of a zone, more well-rounded corner. Um, those are the two I have. And then I got uh, the other two guys I wanted to bring up too were both with I mean both defensive backs with the Bucks is Jamal Dean and, and Sean Bunting. I mean those guys aren't real household names either, but I think that Bucks D's got a chance to be pretty good, and they're young guys with White Dean Bunting. They all take a step forward this year. That could be a much better D than people realize. Yeah, Jamel Bunting, he was one of the guys on my list for sure. He got really good marks at PFF, too. He didn't play a ton as a rookie, so I think more playing time, jumping into a potential starting role there. Um, Late third-round pick, get yourself a starting corner. He's superbly athletic to go along with it, so high upside playing good early as a rookie is uh, definitely key. He only allowed a 72 passer rating into his coverage as a rookie, and what was it? Let me look at the PFF numbers here. Less than 50%, 48.9% of his targets caught as a rookie. So size, speed, uh, a lot to like for Jamel Dean with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sean Bunting, too, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it's a good pair that could last, you know, could really pay off for years that aren't, you know, super household names that people should know. Real quick, sixth rounder Corey Valentine. He was a small school guy out of Washburn, a player I really liked late in the draft process last year he's got size he's got athleticism he's tough he got uh, his one of his friends really good friend I mean, he was his best friend got shot and killed he got shot it it didn't hamper him he was able to come back and play in training camp last year this was before it was either during training camp or before training camp uh, so it hampered his rookie year a little bit but uh, Corey Ballantyne's a player that I really like for the New York Giants and we talked about how there might be some problems with um DeAndre Baker getting onto the field. Corey Ballantyne could be the guy that benefits from that, jumping in, potentially starting games here in year two. He's a long-term player that I like, and I, I don't know that he's going to be a worse player than DeAndre Baker long-term for the Giants. So uh, he's my last corner I wanted to shout out. Corey Ballantyne, New York Giants. A, a lot of fans probably don't know his name just because he came out of Washburn, late-round pick, but uh, Corey Ballantyne, a name to remember. Glad you brought him up because I liked him a lot coming out of school too. Thought he'd go a little earlier. I I overlooked him here. I didn't have him on my list, but that's a good one. I think he's going to be a, a fixture player for them. Oh, you know what? And I missed this before, but speaking of players I really liked before the draft, scrappy, undersized slot corner out of James Madison, another small school guy, Jimmy Moreland, seventh round pick by the yeah. Washington Redskins. Uh, don't be surprised if he's a long time slot corner out of Washington, another player I love. So let's throw him in, too. Let's throw another absolutely. DB in there. He was a fine for them. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. A good one. I love that steal of a pick, Jimmy Moreland. Um, height, height, weight, not there. But, uh, yeah, he gets after it for one of those small guys, scrappy. I love to see that for a, a slot-type corner. So a really one of my favorite drafts last year was Washington, too, by the way. They they stole a lot of players in that draft. Yeah. Um, let's go to safeties. Do you have any safeties you want to add to this list? I have two names to talk about, and one, both of them I was reluctant to put on there. One, Thornhill, because I thought he was really, really good for the Chiefs, 
And then he got hurt and wasn't around when everybody was watching Super Bowls and AFC Championship games and things like that. So I put him on here just so everyone recognizes, you know, what he did as a rookie. But he was really good, multifaceted style player. Um, And then the other guy who I feel like already broke out and was an absolute steal. And people who talked about him as a potential first rounder, supposedly he didn't interview well. The Saints didn't care. Give me Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as a slot corner, do-it-all safety, Malcolm Jenkins clone that is just a really good player. Yeah, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson might not get the starter tab next to his name this year, but he's going to play starters snaps, and he can play everywhere, free safety, strong safety, corner slot. Uh, That's a fantastic pick. CJ, he goes by now. CJ Gardner-Johnson for the the Saints. I'm with you on Juan Thornhill. Uh, Some some injuries really hurt this really good safety class. So Jonathan Abrams, one I have to throw out there just because he only played that Mm -hmm. that one game, got injured in week one. Uh, Jonathan Abrams, I think he's going to be a stud box safety in this league. And another guy who didn't get a chance to play a lot, Nasir Adderley for the Chargers. You you um, combine him with what they already have. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of breakout candidates here, I think, for the safety position and then some other good ones we didn't name that already had good rookie seasons but uh we're out of time here but um yeah there's a ton of guys that could really blow up i think at that position this season yeah yeah i agree i'm scanning the list and there's a pretty good group um not not a lot of you know again household name type guys but i think we touched on the right ones deontay thompson honorable mention i'll throw him out there he dropped all the way to the fifth round and What's with those Alabama players dropping like a rock for their athletic ability? Really weird what's going on there at that program for some teams like don't trust what they're getting in uh, in the people that are coming out of Alabama at some point. Um, but yeah, Arizona Cardinals, Deontay Thompson can end up being a starting center fielder. So I'll throw his name out there as well in this yeah. safety class. Good one. It's a good one. I also meant to mention Lonnie Johnson, the big corner for the Texans too. I mean, just want to make sure his name gets on the pod. I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. All right, good stuff, Matt. That is the defensive second-year breakout players for 2020, the ones we like. If you think we missed some folks or overrated some players, let us know. Find me at BD Peacock on Twitter. Matt is at Williamson NFL. You can get those early Twitter Thursday questions in, too. And tomorrow we will be talking Buffalo Bills with the host of Locked on Bills, Joe Marino. Talk to you then right here, Locked on NFL.